welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you today. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays on YouTube, and you can also listen to them here on the podcast. As a reminder, we now have our Patreon live, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You get the weekly after show, a lot of fun there. You can watch it or listen to it as a podcast as well. Hope to see you over there, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. If you like the show, consider leaving a five-star review in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, helps us out a lot. And for all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos, head to mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, with the Super Bowl coming, we're seeing ads all over Las Vegas. We saw the big Dorito, and some people on the internet have had ideas for what should come to Las Vegas. We've seen some interesting pictures come out on social media. The Statue of Liberty becoming a Hooters girl made me a little bit sad, you know, like I miss the Hooters Hotel and Casino. That was like my OG place. Oyo just doesn't hit the same. Did you see the Hershey's Kiss on the on the volcano? Yeah, is it too late for them to add the little string for the Hershey's Kiss onto the top while they're still constructing <laughs> it? I think they could absolutely do that. Yeah, I think it'd be perfect. I mean, that's exactly what it looks like. And it's absolutely Las Vegas 2024. Sell out everywhere. <laughs> As we've talked about all of the residencies coming to Las Vegas, a lot of people always ask, where are the killers? They're a hometown band, very popular here, very popular all over the world. And we finally are getting a killer's residency, quote unquote, because they've announced eight shows at the Coliseum at Caesars. Tickets are going on sale January 27th. The dates are August 14th to 30th. The killers finally having a residency in their hometown. Yeah, it's good to see. I think everybody, you know, knows who the killers are. A lot of people do. So I think they will be a good draw. Being a local band helps too. And if you've ever been to a sporting event, then you've heard Mr. Brightside at some point because they basically all play it now. Yeah, good to see it. I mean, it just kind of goes to show like the sphere. We're still kind of waiting for some more news to come out of that and some new shows. Killers might have been a good fit. Just seems like we wait months in between uh, new announcements, which is still kind of surprising. Yeah, I'd say the sphere is shocking. I know there was uh, some chatter this week of that you two turned down additional shows at the sphere. And with Fish only having a few dates, you have to wonder, like, what's going on here with the sphere? I mean, it's been open a few months. We have no other announcements. Is it a matter of money or is Caesars backing the truck up to the killers? Is James Dolan not willing to pay enough? What's going on and why can't they get more stuff at the sphere? That is very strange and as much as that building is cool, how is it going to make money without shows in there other than the movie, which you can't imagine people are going to that movie time and time again. And I think there's probably people who will never pay $70 to see a movie. It would be one thing if they had like a rotation of movies, something to bring people back. But a lot of people went to the movie first just to see it opening. But once you've seen like videos of the inside and stuff, do you really, are you as drawn to go in there? I love seeing the outside. I know they do some ads there, so they're getting some money, but are they even working on the next movie? How long do they expect this one to run for it's just crazy you think they'd have like four or five acts lined up they still have time to turn it around you know they can get these acts on the books and get them sold pretty quickly so we'll see but killers coming to caesars a big win for them for sure and speaking of caesars did you know that they're opening a new hotel of course not in las vegas it's in arizona yeah i did not know that uh, i looked at some pictures i see they were like uh who's up next on the the chef list oh it's giada okay let's bring her in <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Giada all by herself. She gets two locations, but they left Ramsey and Fieri on the bench, I suppose. But this is going to be a non-gaming hotel. It's located attached to a mall in Scottsdale, Arizona called Caesars Republic Scottsdale. The rooms look pretty decent, and uh, this will be an interesting experiment for them to see if they can do the non-gaming sort of lifestyle property. Yeah, I feel like we only see this internationally when they're hoping that they get gaming license down the line uh, from like MGM and Caesars and stuff like that. So this is a bit of a stretch for them because they're not known for having great hotels and great service. It'd be one thing if like Wynn opened up a hotel in Scottsdale. I think people would go because they know the Wynn name. They know the service. Caesars doesn't have any of that going for it. Maybe they're hoping their players will stay there, give them some deals on it type of thing and that will draw people there i I looked at the pool area it looks kind of small almost like you know i mean it has some cool looking views but it's tight it's very harrah's-esque in vegas if you've ever seen that pool area just not much going on there very interesting but that's opening in april of 2024 imagine you can use your caesar's rewards points and hopefully your status will get you a wave resort fee we know they're going to charge a resort fee Uh, there's no way that that they don't so yeah look forward to that so fountain blue we can't stop talking about fountain blue mark and there's some interesting stories including i just found before the show they're hiring an all-new social media marketing team ahead of marketing and social media creators so i don't know if there's a turnover there they're going in a new direction or expanding their team they also lost another executive vice president of revenue management angie domney left so that's the fourth top executive to go there but none of that matters mark the big news of the week was nacho gate this is the like most upsetting thing i think i've ever seen (laughs) That you it one, it took an hour for these things to come out. Two, it was like twenty-four dollars. And three, there's like six nachos. There's more condiments than there are nachos. I don't understand how anybody in their mind, I don't care if they're like dipped in gold and, and like laced with uh with Dom. I don't I don't understand how anybody thinks that this is something that you could bring out to present like, hey, everybody at this party gets one chip. Good thing you have to spend ten thousand dollars to sit at the sports book because you're gonna need to buy a lot of nachos to get full. I don't it's just it's crazy. This is like the worst thing they've done, I think. <laughs> And this went crazy viral, right? I mean, it went all over, a very widespread. I'm sure Fountain Blue wasn't happy that this was the social media attention that they're getting. It does look so bad when you zoom in. You see that every chip is nicely put together with all the toppings. That's what they want. Every chip is an experience. $4 a pop. Yeah, $24 nachos. It's funny because Circa and some others chimed in in the comments, you know, showing their beautiful nachos. And it's funny because a lot of nachos, they look great, but it's just a lot of chips and then not as much toppings. So, you know, once you get through the toppings, you end up with a plate of chips. So I don't know. Why can't they just throw on some more chips? This is, yeah, terrible. And this is at their sports book, as you said, the tavern. Yeah, a lot of people said that it's, you know, good. Other people, this isn't like a one-off somebody messed up. Other people commented and said they got the same thing and it took an hour. I don't understand what takes an hour to melt some cheese and throw some toppings on some chips. But if they would have done it, you know, if you got like 24 chips and they were really good and it filled the plate at least, maybe people wouldn't complain because, you know, they're all like covered in everything you want. But still, that'd be a bit of a stretch. This is just outright insane. Like, (laughs) there's more like cilantro than there are chips. Yeah, and like the the big uh, guacamole and sour cream in the middle is bigger than the entire meal. Yeah, it's nuts. It's speechless, right? I think that sports book is the big, I don't know, mistake of Fountain Blue, just the way it's built and obviously the prices, but that's something they can change. But the way it hides the sports book back there, and now we found out they don't have good food. But hopefully, lessons learned for Fountain Blue. They are doing a big event for the Super Bowl, and I love it because they call it Blue Blitz, which for people who like slot machines, there's a Bull Blitz slot machine that's very loud and famous in the casinos 
And they're going to host the Dan Patrick show. This is sort of the main event of it. will be hosted like every day out by the pool on the pool deck, which is kind of interesting. You can get free tickets. I'll put a link in the description. And then everything else kind of advertised for Blue Blitz is sort of their normal entertainment. They do have, for the big game in the tavern, all you can eat nachos for $350, Mark, or something. You get a food and drinks and everything else, but I hope the nachos are on the menu. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I could spend $350. I guess maybe like at Fountain Blue prices, but you could go just to like a bar and sit down. It's a lot. That's a lot of money to get through. I don't care how much you're drinking, how much you're eating, unless you just like bring me 15 nachos. <laughs> I don't, and not individual chips, but actual orders. Uh, I don't know. Although individual chips will cost you a couple hundred bucks. I don't know how you're going to make this worth it. Maybe the experience or atmosphere, but it's not like they're known for having a great sports book experience or atmosphere that they're building off of this. And now you're coming out with a $350 minimum price tag. We saw that they're hiring a new social media team and one is like influencer, uh, you know, reaching out to influencers and stuff. This is something you should have done before you launch. Everything that's come out is just not good. As a reminder, our Patreon is now live. We do a weekly after show where we laugh, giggle, go more in depth about Las Vegas. $5 a month gets you access to the after show, which you can listen or watch. You get access to all of our past after shows as well. Head to patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. Thanks to everybody who supports us over there. So high speed train, everybody said Brightline's never going to do it. They're never going to build a high-speed rail between Rancho Cucamonga and Las Vegas, and it's happening, right? We saw that they got those grants a couple months ago for $2.5 billion, and now they've just been approved for a total of $3.5 billion of bonds from the federal government. This won't fund the project completely. There'll be some private financing too, but this gets them very far of the way, and we should be able to see them breaking ground this year. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it does and how it helps traffic. And then, I mean, the big thing will be once it's up and running, how much do they charge? We've seen, you know, they have a, a rail over in Miami area and stuff, and the prices they are charging there seem a bit high. Maybe they're used to a bit higher prices than in Florida, but it, it's just kind of how does that play out and how successful it would be. But I'm excited to see it. And then we still got to do our trip to Rancho Cucamonga. And you know what? They should have Papa Giorgio cut the ribbon when it when it goes live. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's random, but I'm excited. They're going to try to get it open by 2028 for the Olympics. That's what they say in Los Angeles. So still, you know, four plus years away, but I think it's going to break ground. I don't see anything in its way at this point. They have all the permitting. I'm sure the naysayers are still going to be sitting in the corner saying it's never going to happen, but I don't know. Let's see. Good, uh, exciting year. A lot of stuff ahead we'll talk about in a minute, but did you see this story about the Clark County commissioners? They were all given these $10,000 Skybox tickets to the F1 race for quote-unquote educational purposes, and then they had to disclose it, and now it's become sort of a thing. I think one of the commissioners didn't disclose it properly on his forms, so he got kind of outed by all the other ones. Is this educational, Mark? Did they need that? (laughs) I kind of want them going to the race. I mean, they're voting on it and stuff, so this isn't a big deal to me. I'm sure that they didn't need the $10,000 tickets, but I'm sure they had a great weekend and enjoyed it all. Yeah, you would think like government officials could just get in somehow without having tickets anyway. So I don't see it as such a big deal. I think it, it could be useful if they used it right. And now what are the chances that they weren't up there drinking and having a good old time instead of actually walking around and seeing what it's like, boots on the ground, talking to businesses, all that type of stuff that you would hope that they would be doing. They probably just went to their box suite and, <laughs> and enjoyed the race, uh, which is not educational. But I think if they did it right, maybe they did. Uh, I think it it makes sense, and I'm glad that they would. 
one of the commissioners turned down the tickets and then he spent the time in like a first responders tent. So I'm sure they did have access. As you said, the fun part is being in the skybox with all the yeah. other $10,000 ticket holders and, and feeling fancy. Uh, I can see people being upset. I don't personally think it's a big deal. I think they have to answer for all the problems in future years or else, you know, they're going to be out of a job. There's still a lot of people upset about it. The Review Journal had this article recently talking about all the projects to look forward to in 2024, including updates on projects on the Strip and ones that are stalled out, ones that a lot of people ask us questions about. So I thought we would go through them and kind of talk about the latest and what we think about the projects. And I think a good place to start is Dream Las Vegas. Now, this is on the South Strip, right next to the Pinball Hall of Fame near the airport. And it was supposed to be Dream Hotels, which is affiliated with Hyatt. And in March of last year, they just stopped construction, ran out of money. They keep saying they're going to get money. And in fact, they are saying to the Review Journal that they are scheduled to be getting construction again by March or so. Once again, they say they're getting the money. Yeah, I think that's good. And it surprised me a bit that it took this long, you know, because they had everything cleared, ready to go. You think you would have the financing lined up already, but if it fell through or whatever, like, let's get this rolling. It should have been close to done by now, right? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, we're almost a year behind, so certainly the outside of it would have been done and it would have been marching towards opening, I believe, this year. Um, That's not going to happen. But this is a boutique casino, so it's not something we've seen a lot in Las Vegas because it is a full property with a casino and everything, but on a much smaller scale uh, than what we see with the new ones. So I hope it does succeed and, and they can get it built. And it's unique in what it's trying to do, very close to the airport. So we'll see that. Now, the Fertitta Casino, this is that casino on Harmon in Las Vegas. Boulevard, basically where that Tex-Mex restaurant was, and there was some mall shopping next door. This is that Cosmo clone. We saw the artwork when they went to the county convention. Looks a lot like Cosmo. We don't know anything about it. They're not telling us when they're going to start construction, although the Tex-Mex restaurant's gone, and they are clearing out that corner, it seems like. Yeah, this is the one I'm probably most excited about, just because it brings a new player into the market, and new concept, new vision, all that stuff, and and we can see kind of what he's leaning towards, and what kind of vibe we're going for, and and how they finish. Is it high-end finishes? Do they hit it with the service? All that stuff. So, I'm excited for this one. I wish we had a little bit more info on it, though. Yeah, it should be a fun project to sort of track but we're years and years away from that coming. The Atari Hotel is another one on this list. Now, I thought it was officially canceled, but apparently it's not officially canceled. It was supposed to open in 2022. They released some concept art, but we never got anything else. And they don't have a site. I think, I forget what the original site was, but they lost that. But Atari says they're still looking for a site. I wonder in this age, we talk about the loss of theming in big casinos, but then we also have this whole Area 15 experiential thing why isn't there a market for something like a smaller scale Atari, you know, themed hotel? I think it would do well, but, you know, long shot on this one. Yeah, I think this is all. I love the concept art and everything. I think it'd be really cool and, and something different. I wish it would happen. I think this is our new all net arena where they're just going to keep saying it's going to happen, but it never will. But I, I think it would do well. It's just a question of, you know, they don't have anything lined up. I don't think they have any financing. They don't have land anymore. So it just seems like a very long shot. But I, I hope somebody does something similar. Hey, that concept art is cool. That should be enough, right? I mean, uh, in a yeah. perfect world. Casino Royale, that is uh, an interesting one, right? We got approval from the FAA. They wanted to build a 699-foot-tall building on top of it. That's really all the information we have. They haven't announced anything, but they did get approval for that. So we would expect that something will happen this year as far as closures. 
Some of the tenants said that they were getting kicked out. We haven't heard any updates on that. You know, they have approval from the FAA. That doesn't mean that they have approval from the county. So they still would have to go through all the zoning processes to get this built. But right next to Venetian Palazzo, seems like a perfect fit there. I'm surprised we wouldn't have a little bit more info on this because we've seen them cancel leases or kick people out of uh you know, Outback and and stuff like that. So I thought that was like, hey, we're progressing. Here's our timeline. Here's what we're expecting to do. I kind of, when I was going through the list, this is the one I expected to get a little more detail from. Interest rates are high. So maybe that's affecting things or what you planned a year ago. It's not working out now, but we don't really know. Smart of them to keep it all close to their chest, right? Don't announce something and then have to backtrack on it. So Mirage's closure is one that everybody talks about, right? Because Hard Rock had originally said start construction early this year on the multi-year transition from Mirage to Hard Rock. Jim Allen had previously said 2027 to 2028. They seem to have balked on this. We really don't know. There's no updated timeline. And I guess, we'll, like we talked about with the volcano and all the construction there, I'm sure they'll announce something when they're going to start to really tear up the strip frontage and build that guitar tower. But I don't expect it to happen anytime soon. Just keep it mirage, keep the volcano. Let's roll. Save a lot of money along the way, right? All right, so TROP, the demolition of TROP. Now, as we speak, the A's are doing some presentation on the stadium, so we'll learn more about that. But TROP should have a timeline for demolition this year. It may actually even close this year, so we don't really know. There are some other things in the air. People keep saying that the TROP site's going to fall through. I don't know where that comes from because the legislation sort of tied to it. Anyway, the TROP stays are numbered either way, and I would expect by the end of this year it will be closed, but hopefully soon we'll have more information. Yeah, I keep hearing from people that the prices at the TROP are kind of high, so I'm think, I'm wondering if they're like trying to catch all those people that want to come for their last visit and stuff, and I haven't checked back to see if the bungalows is, are back online or not, uh, so hopefully... You still get your one more bungalow stay out of it before it goes away. So Wynn West, that third tower at Wynn uh, on the old frontier land, that is a 38-acre site, probably one of the most premier sites on the Las Vegas Strip. They keep asking for extensions for their approval to develop the land, and they just asked for a five-year extension, which has been recommended to be denied because I think their approval is seven years old at this point. Let's just say Wynn has no plans on the books for this property, and they'll announce something when they want to, but don't hold your breath for 2024. They're going to bring a lake. They're going to do it. Uh, No, no. The lake (laughs) was supposed to be at the golf course. That idea is done. I don't care. Make it happen there. Make it happen anywhere. Let's go. So the Boulevard Retail Center, that's next to the Fertitta Casino. This was the old Hawaiian marketplace. We've seen construction shots. It's going up pretty quickly. It's going to open early 2025, so it won't open this year, but this is a big improvement over what was there before, a proper modern modern sort of shopping mall, uh, whereas Hawaiian Marketplace was an interesting sort of place. They're trying to do higher end tenants. We saw that new mall across the street next to Crystal's is mostly empty and it has a big Ross and they're really struggling. Boulevard has said that they've signed Adidas, Puma and H&M so far. So we'll see what they get, but that will open early 2025. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be nice and we'll see how well it does. I feel like we're kind of hitting the peak of malls. I think they're oversaturated, especially in Vegas. So I don't know if it will do well, but hopefully it it does. I think they need to find that good middle ground. I think like Puma and Adidas is a a good thing where you can have some nicer high-end stuff in there, but also the everybody type stores instead of just like crystals where it's it's all high-end stuff and, and most people just won't use it as a walkthrough. So two more, Fashion Show Mall, Howard Hughes Company said that they own the air rights. We didn't even know that was a thing in Las Vegas. And to build a casino there, they sort of threw this out there out of nowhere, but we don't have any more sort of information about it. But this is something to keep an eye on. Obviously, Fashion Show Mall right across from TI, 
right across from Wynn and Venetian. Huge value in that location if you could build a casino and a hotel there on top of the mall. Not sure how it would all look or feel, but it's an interesting proposition. Yeah, I think it's an interesting concept. And if you can take advantage of you know, going up because you already have the footprint, I think it makes a lot of sense and they can definitely get value out of it. Now let's talk about our favorite project. We saved the best for last, the West Side Resort. Now, when we talked about this last, it was called Harlem Nights. This was supposed to be a 60-story building on the historic West Side. And we showed you what it looked like there. There's no big buildings in the area. There's no big casinos in the area. Now they keep getting rejected or they keep kind of postponing their planning commission hearing. And apparently they keep modifying the project. So now it's down to 34 stories. And, you know, realistically, this isn't going to happen. But they keep saying that they're looking for funding and trying to do it. Every time they're going to the planning commission, they kind of delay. So uh, by the time it's all done, it'll be four stories and some bright lights on the outside and they'll be good to go. Uh, When it's all done, it'll be like a save a lot or something. (laughs) A grocery store. This is probably the most far-fetched, more far-fetched than Atari, I think. I like the name, you know, West Side Resort. I think it sort of represents the area a little bit better than Harlem Nights, where you're kind of wondering what it was. Very interesting looking building. And I don't know whether this gets built or not. The person with the vision behind it, maybe they need to go work for Fountain Blue or somebody else and bring some of these eccentric ideas out. But teach them how to make some nachos. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about today. All of these projects, those fountain blue nachos, are you as triggered as Mark by them? Let us know so down triggered. in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. We'll be back in a couple days with another show. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good weekend, everybody. I messed that up. <laughs> I just, uh, I would love to just go in. Ah, anyway, that's a dumb joke. About we're over the nachos. Okay. Okay. No, we're not over the nachos. <laughs> I, I could talk about this for 30 minutes. It's so ludicrous. <laughs> Mark is triggered. <laughs> the yeah. after show is going to be all nachos. All nachos. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so triggered. It's like the sad, and it's not even like it was a mistake. We still got to do our uh, trip to Rucho Cungamunga. <laughs> oh, you just triggered everybody who lives there. <laughs> we we still got to do our trip. <laughs>